This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Phil Mackey joining us. How you doing, Phil? Uh, I'm just celebrating the first Twins complete game shutout in uh, about 20 years yesterday. <laughs> first nice. time in 20 years, baby. Yeah. I don't, yeah. AJ Fredrickson wasn't even born the last time it happened. I think Jack Morris, 1991, was the last time it happened. Actually, Jeez. you're not. You're pulling my tit. It's been five years. Legitimately, been five years. Five years. Jose Barrios, I think, oh, uh, okay. early April of 2018, took us five years to get another nine-inning complete game shutout. Joe Ryan yesterday, a workhorse. Honestly, God, complete game shutout. That is, you don't even hear that anymore, do you? No, it's 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 kind of like what no hitters used to be, right? Yeah, mm. that's right, exactly. Like every every like twice a year you'd see a no hitter, and now twice a year you see a. It's like a wilderness documentary, and there goes the starting pitcher back out for the ninth inning. It's a rare it. thing in Major League Baseball. Yes, <laughs> I had to run down the hall, ladies and gentlemen, uh, quickly and get a like a an injection so I would calm down because every Friday I have to say. Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports is brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or on your fridge, right in your fridge, baby. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Once again, Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck. What's happening, the Pally? The legend. The legend is here. You know what's so great I'm about this? I'm still celebrating, too. What, what being a legend? Yeah, I'm celebrating being a legend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm celebrating the uh, complete game. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad Bert uh, Blylevin didn't get water poured on him after the complete game. He'd have drowned a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a possibility, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. I just It, it was a nice win. Very nice win. Well, I'm glad to see they win two in a row from Boston. They ended up splitting the series with Boston because of the games before that uh, were not looking very good. So the good news, they came. Well, two things. There's two bits of good news this morning. Twins won six to nothing. And the other good news is I'm sitting next to a guy that's a lot bigger than Ken Herbeck. So you better behave today, Herbeck. All right. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got you. Five and five on the homestand. That... uh... I know it could have been better. They had a ten-game homestand, hoping to make right. some hay, and uh, they come out five and five, and still playing five hundred, but still in first place. Cleveland breathing down their neck, uh, one game back, I guess. But uh, yeah, we're going what into Detroit tonight. Yes, sir. We're not. We're not going. We're not going to go through that thing again like we did last year, where we led right up until like September first, and then <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked them. <laughs> That's a good way around that. Yeah, why don't, why don't the beat writers ask pointed questions like that? So, uh, yeah, hey, yeah. Rocco, are uh, you guys going to melt down in September again, you coward? <laughs> it know. might happen if they don't stay healthy. That's for dang sure. Well, I, suppose. Are, I don't know. They're, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's, like I think I said the last couple of weeks, it's interesting. You watch them play one game, and it's unbelievable. They swing the bats well. Yep. They do things well in the field. Uh, but I guess that makes us fans because we like the enjoyment of are they going to play good or are they going to play bad. You know, I was looking at – and then I'm, I'm looking at the standings um, last night, and uh, here uh Tampa Bay, you know, they were they were running away with the thing. 
look at Baltimore creeping up on those guys. They're only yeah. what, four and a half games back or something like that. They're you know the talk of the town was Tampa, so Tampa's falling back. They're not falling back. Baltimore's playing that well too. So, um, yeah, good good division there. But the Twins are in lucky division right now. But that's uh, that's not their fault that they uh, rose their hand and said, "Hey, let me put us in the Central Division." They're they're there. <laughs> They're also, I think they're only uh, one game back of fifth place in the American League East right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the neck and neck with, uh, with Bo- the, the wind over Boston was important for that purpose. Yeah, it was, absolutely. <laughs> right. right. It's, been that way. it's been that way all the time, right? It's been that way for the last how, how many years? Well, since 91. Well, like the, the, no. the division being the division, mediocre? The division deal, yeah. When, was, when did the division thing start? I don't know when that They're, was, back in the, the 60s. Back. Yeah, right. That's probably yeah. Well, they've only, the, the last three years in the American League Central, including this year, because there's nobody over 500 right now, the Twins are 500. The last three years collectively, two above 500 teams in the division. That's it. So, you got to capitalize. You know, this would be a great. Yeah. This would be a great time to sneak in with about eighty-four wins. Uh, sound familiar? And do a little damage in October and sneak up on people. Right, and that, that, I think that's the kind of team they have where they get hot, swinging the bat. That's very I negative. Think, I, I think thought. offensively yeah, they could go so. crazy. <laughs> Braggles, and yes, with the, the so. where they there's no doubt about it. There's no reason you why. You are rejuvenated, and you have a big smile on your face, and you've got yeah, wonderful people with you on air, and it's yeah, it sounds great. You have a trampoline? I didn't know that. Trampoline, tapper, he's got the whole thing. Did you see me jumping on a trampoline? I would bring a camera. I would film it all if I ever got to see that. Be I know we can get a couple more subscribers to the new YouTube channel. We're going to need a paywall Everybody I ran into, they That show you're always getting better The last time I stepped on a trampoline, the guy says, you know, your feet are only about 18 inches above the ground. You probably should get off there. It's still lame, but it's better. Well, you guys have never met Officer Dave. He's always with us. How tall is um, in the I'll first week, I was like, four. I'm going to make He's sure the show really and, uh, sucks in the first week. So, you did. Um, she, she did. So, so then we could I've compare it back just, and go, wow, the shoulders it's really broad. Dumping coffee everywhere, forgetting to do ads. Genetics. It's a genetic deal. Genetics. My biggest thing. was huge. My dad was oh, huge. God. Brad, what do you got for no, us today, pal? He's Poland, yeah, so, uh, Croatian. The movie Polak? is about my father. A big Polak? I've yeah. commercials that have been running them for a my, while. My so Sebastian Maniscalco. Were, uh, 100%. Uh, one was Polish, the other was Croatian. Some ways, See, all I ever uh, hear, though, and I'm going to hear it when I get home today, of, I guarantee. Uh, when he met so had, his uh, wife and so had, had to go and visit her parents. It stars Robert De Niro playing Sebastian's father. Selvo, yes, that's a huge deal. Her and my wife. I'm too I don't claim the Bohemian thing so much. Why not? Because it's the Polish, man. I got to go with the Polak in me. I hear that once in a while. We talked about him back in the day when he was in the Green Book, which was about six years ago. And then he went from the Green Book to the Irishman. And he was head-to-head with De Niro and the Irishman. Can they build on this? They have angry. a bunch of oh, tough games. I mean, got Joe, Detroit. One of Detroit the kicks their ass. Joe. I was hoping right. they, they, yep. they wouldn't because um, Detroit's not very and, good. Uh, and he's really done well. Uh, so and what's going to happen? Are we going to get better Madison here? Square Garden when I'm going to take your question does he come and spin it to a question. Thing. It's a dumb, okay. I have a dumb okay. baseball yeah, question. Yeah, rarely the one. I think, I don't, 
Well, they have to stop striking out so much. Yes. Well, actually, you know, Rudy, they get, you probably know better than anybody. And, and even I like these situations where you, very you often sometimes you just need to manufacture some runs and you get a leadoff double. Okay, now I need someone to hit a ground ball over here and get him over third and fly. Like make contact and move a guy around. And they're on pace right now, I think, for the most strikeouts in the history of Major League Baseball. I don't think we're I don't think we're looking to hang that banner at Target Field. So my dumb question to Herbie is. Because you didn't yeah, strike out a lot in your career. Steadfast on his feet. And how do you not strike? Like, how do you avoid pace, striking out He's one in the these best. key situations if you're yep. a, a yep. modern no, day he, hitter? And very nice guy too. Good hey, guy. You know but what? we'll That's kick it off. Uh, I've got Kim Cattrall here, which is I was told uh, you can't mention and Sex in the City. So don't mention Sex. Yeah, yeah. Just I wasn't allowed to mention it, but she's fantastic in this movie, and it's great to see her out and about. Of course, she's not in the next the series that came out 18 months ago. Would you do me a favor, though? To get him over the yes, third. yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you this earlier, but don't ever mention KNOX in Grand Forks. I don't want you to bring that up. Yeah, no. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's funny when you get warned on red carpets not to mention something. Like, I'm not going to bring up Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm not that much of an idiot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but here's Kim Cattrall. Kim, that kind of baseball has gone out the uh, door. In this and powerful, you know, a senator, know, I've, I've, um, but also providing I've comedy. Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a comedy, comedy, but it also uh, is dramatic in its own way. You know, there's, the there's people who have died and people are in, you know, mourning. And, uh, um, Bob's character but, uh, is. And then yeah, you see I, him slowly but surely get back get, into the world no and care about another family. So it's a little bit of a party. Complicated. They make you cry, they make you laugh, you hate them, you love them, you can't get rid of them. In your whole career, do you feel that you do that? Because you've done it to me, you've made me cry, laugh, you made me aghast. Yeah, I'm going all the way back to Porky's as well. Oh my gosh, yes, my past. You know, especially at this point in my life, I'm doing things that I think would be fun. And when I got the call about this picture in particular, and they said it's with Bob De Niro playing hairdresser, that made me laugh. That's right, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, we were, we fantastic. Out. Yeah, well, He's that, gonna that, be huge. Well, totally I want to tell you, you're a legend. So, be wore off I don't know. Is that a good thing to tell a beautiful woman? She's a legend. Well, you just I gave me a great memory. I love you, Kim Cattrall. Uh, nobody you. was a bigger fan of me what than Tom Bernanski. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Blanks, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> just starts well, laughing. I did, it did, yeah, yeah, I did get a little bit excited over Kim from Porky's. I'm actually gonna see Bruno. My God, that's a wild guy. Is he really in town? God, yeah, it's very good. It's excellent. And she's good. She's good in it. Not only is she great, there's a scene. I was just talking to somebody about it yesterday. There's a scene in it where she's at a comedy club and she calls out a male comedian. It might be one of the most truest and best scenes of a stand-up comedian in a television show or movie that has ever been done. You're thinking of Gene Smart. Oh, you're thinking of Gene Smart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Christ, which one is Kim Cattrall? Sex in the City, Samantha. Locker room. I didn't go in the locker room. Every single player gave me a scowl like well, that. Rudy, you could say that she was <laughs> incredible at Sex in the City because every live. scene she Here was in as Samantha hey, was Tommy, how you doing? Yeah, she was I thought Kim Cat- Yeah, I thought that Kim Cattrall was the one that left there like on good fault. terms, right? No. no. no she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's exactly right. As you know, I look, I love the Vikings. You on the list of everything else in the universe in Minnesota. You know, little hockey. Don't mention it. Don't. I would never. I would And maybe it's because it's summertime. That might be a part of it. That I'm a huge baseball fan. Very long. And to see my team, they're still in first place, which I really, really like. But what you guys said earlier, this striking out is good. God, this strikeout a lot. His hair's a little bit grey. Yeah. He's actually lost a bit of his belly. Must have been doing some sit-ups. I think I'm going to get him. What was it like to direct again, Bob? Good. That was good. Hard work, but good. You look very handsome tonight. You, your belly looks good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Bobby. Mr. De Niro. Mr. De Niro, are you proud of your beautiful wife? Are you proud of her? Here comes Robert De Niro. Here he comes. Focus. Robert, Robert, are you a James Bond man? Thanks, Mr. De It's a very serious base, moment. I've been trained. Get ready. Uh, here he comes. Look at him. Mr. De Niro, why do you love the festival? Maybe it's the ivy on the center field wall instead of the trees. Remember that? Yeah, let's put the trees back in July. Put the trees back, baby. Yeah, let's he's go. Uh, the first ever uh, I, interactive with him. This is for I think Phil he's and Phil was. This whole be box that they're uh, using uh, now, we're watching at another home. Another interview here and with Mr. At home, he does the walking interview. Like that ball was about a foot really want to talk inside to or outside. And they call it a strike. Is the angle of the camera not good? Or what's going on with that box thing? I'm so glad you brought this up. So we actually talked about this on our Mackie and Judd podcast last week. I'm not even that old. I'm like, I'm, in my, I'm 38. I, I, I sound like a crusty old ball guy when I complain about I like I like the electronic strike zone because it helps you as a viewer. But here's my problem. Here's my problem. These hitters, like this happened a couple, I think Gallo got tossed on. He got ejected after arguing. That pitch was a fraction of an inch outside the box, umpire. It's like, these are still human being umpires, okay? Protect the plate. Congratulations. You spit on a strike Bobby three did. that should have been a ball, but you're still out, <laughs> right? So, like, I, the, the, the strike zone is great for fans. At some point, I think it does. It, it, yeah, there probably is going to be a challenge but, uh, system. I love to um, build like up tennis to like has had a challenge system and you're for like, 15 years so good tonight. their technology. But <laughs> just because yeah. your yeah. eye saw that pitch, belly. you got to protect the plate, right, Herbie? Like, if it's close to two strikes, you don't get credit for being right an hour after the game. I went back and looked at that pitch. It was a ball. Well, you're out still. But I love his movies. And, uh, Exactly. Yeah, I, think it's, I think the boxing, I think we talked about that before. I think it's kind of hurt the game or not hurt the game, but it it shows, I don't know, just too many umpire faults or player faults. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not just the umpire, but uh, you know what? Umpires, some umpires set up different behind the plate, and I don't know the umpires now like I knew the umpires back when you played. Some guys... You know, some guys had a low strike zone. You knew that when you went up to the plate. Some guys had a high strike zone. Some guys gave the pitcher a lot of pitches inside. Some guys gave him a lot of pitches the outside part of the plate, or vice versa. You kind of knew the umpires when you were playing. You know, this guy has a high strike zone. So right, he's not going right. to give the pitcher anything yeah. low. So it was kind of it was kind of that way. And 
Yeah, I got tossed out a couple times for arguing balls and strikes. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that happens. But it was Do you, do you, do you remember, uh, Herbie, do you remember Eric Gregg, the umpire? Yes. Yep. There's a great, if the audience gets a chance, and anyone here hanging out on the show right now, go to YouTube and type in Eric Gregg game. It's the it's the 1997 National League Championship Series. It's game five, and Levon Hernandez is on the mound. And so it's Marlins against the Braves. And there's no box, right? Like, there's it's his strike zone, whatever right. he wants to call right. it. And it is, I mean, it's Leslie Nielsen in uh, Naked Gun, man. Like, he's ri- he's ringing these guys up. The, the, these pitches are two feet outside, curveball halfway to the plate, and he's, ah, you know, he's already ringing them up. But that's how it worked. Like, I'm Eric Gregg. This is my strike zone. Complain all you want, but figure it out, right? That's how. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like someday it's going to go to this, because they're, they're already doing it down in AAA, right? Apparently they're doing it at, Aren't they doing it at St. Paul once in a while? Yeah, I think there's they definitely have it in place, and I think there might be a challenge system, but it's yeah, it's coming. Yeah. No, I just, but anyway, it doesn't make you swing and miss, though. No, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. But there was a pitch earlier this week, and I can't remember who was at the plate. From sitting on my couch watching it on TV, it looked to me like the ball, because I know it hit the dirt right in front of the batter, uh, it looked to me like it was way low and way inside. Uh, it, the batter took it for called strike three. And I don't, it, from my angle, with that box, that thing Did didn't it get look, you off the couch, Tommy? Might have. I might have, <laughs> I might have hit the ceiling just a little bit, you know. Drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> Drop a few F-bombs. Boy, you've known me for what now? About 40 years. Maybe that Kent knows me really well at this point. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> what the... Hey, been there, done that. Been there, done that. We all have. But... Is it possible that the angle of the camera and the box was so far off? I just don't see how that was a strike. I don't see how anyway that was a strike. But yeah. I hey, just... sometimes sometimes the umpire gets fooled by a pitch. Oh, that's what? What he it doesn't is. know okay. a curveball or a slider's coming, right? Nobody's telling no. him. No, I suppose that is true. They I... get they get they get fooled by a pitch too. I'm not trying to protect the umpires or the players or whatever. I'm just trying to throw it all out there is, is like I said, the umpire doesn't know as the curveball or fastball, and sometimes they get crossed up themselves. They don't know, you know, if it's going to be a breaking ball or a fastball, change up. The, ump- the umpires might be better than ever now because like these, you've got these pitchers throwing 98 with, yeah. you know, two feet of movement, and, and, and they're flipping coins on some of these pitches, but like Herbie said earlier, like we, now we see the, we see the, the 1% flaw in high definition, more than we ever did before. So it's right. Tough. Yeah, I suppose that is a, a huge part of it, isn't it? That it just uh, our giant TVs now, because on a little TV you would have never seen that. But on these giant TVs, <laughs> the, the giant white, high def, yeah, a little yeah. black and white. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. And, 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 uh, Officer Dave just said giant high def, the whole deal. So maybe it looks a lot different on your TV than it used to, but I just, and I'm just a huge Twins fan. I don't think they should ever be called out at the plate. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Is that fair? That's, that's a fan. That's that's fair. I understand that. <laughs> it's a fan thing. And I suppose part of it is the fact that uh, I almost lied. And I said, I almost said baseball was the only game I was good at, but that would have been a lie. That was the only game I was okay at. <laughs> so there you go. Is that a better way to put it? There you go. 
I'd like you to jump out front, get hit by a pitch on purpose. You know what I'm saying. It's like Coach from Cheers back to Nicholas Colasanto. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he used to take a few off the old melon. But... <laughs> <laughs> took a few off the old melon, but other than that, everything is good. So what do you guys see coming up now? Okay, we got that one-game lead now, right? We're one game up, correct, on Cleveland? Right. So what are you guys seeing for the next couple of months? Oh, boy. Um should let Phil go first. I, all the, you know, they're playing Detroit. They go down to Atlanta, and then then Baltimore. You got two of the best teams in in uh, their division. Right. They're going to go play. Um, you know what? They got nine game. Is it nine? Ten, nine or ten game road trip here. It's a tough one. Come back, uh, play a home stand, and then their All Star break. So, um, hey, uh, the team's in first place right now. Tough road trip. They come back and they're still in first place when this is when road trip's over with. Hey, you got a chip in a chair again. You got a chance. Yeah, Keep yeah. playing the game. Stay healthy. Um, hopefully, this you know Buxton swinging the bat good the last couple of days. Maybe he's turning things around. Um, I see Maeda's pitching tonight, so uh, he hasn't pitched you know for what a month or something mm-hmm. like that, from yeah. month and a half. Um, get him back in the rotation. Hopefully, he does a great job. Um, boy, I, keep playing the game. Let's get the bats going, and and uh, they could be really good if they get the bats going. Yeah, I think it depends on. You know, Correa had to this point, he's had one of the worst first halves of his career. So yeah. if if he can get back to being Carlos Correa, Buxton with the knee, you never really know. But I mean, he hit two four hundred sixty foot tanks yesterday. So uh, and then I I really like Royce Lewis. Yeah, I oh think yeah. If, oh, yeah. if they can keep him in the lineup on a daily basis, then it's kind of those guys, right? It's Kirloff, Lewis. Not that I mean, everyone's going to have to chip in, but if if your best young and veteran hitters, the the four or five guys can can get hot, then this this they're the best team in the division. They just have to create some separation here. So yeah, right. That's kind there of my go. take on it. Like TK used to tell us, get in first and improve improve your position. Ooh, I like that. Figure, figure that out. It works guess, for me. I guess it, it means stretching it out, but yeah. I cannot believe the season's half over already. That's one thing about baseball. It sneaks up on me every year. It's like April, May, wait a minute, the 4th of July is right around the corner. <laughs> season's half over already, for God's sake. <laughs> what is that? I don't, know, I don't get it. Dad always said time moves faster as you get older. Oh, it's my age. It's not baseball. No, I didn't say that. It's Tom's fault, not baseball's fault. That's <laughs> what he's saying. No question about it. Maybe you're having more fun, Tom. I no, am having more fun. flies when you have fun. There is no doubt about it. But I just, look, the whole idea that, first of all, I love that stadium. I love going there. I've been a huge Twins fan since I was nine years old. And uh, I just, I, I know I get way too emotionally involved. And I suppose, Kent, that, the guys like me are a pain in the ass because they get very emotionally involved in something you're not even involved in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a problem. Hey, I'm, I hear it from friends. I hear it from buddies. I hear it from people all the time. You know, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Everybody's a fan. You have you have uh, you have people. Uh, that's what makes you a fan. You get upset. It's like watching the Vikings. Hey, what's wrong with them? You know what? This and that. I do the same thing. I do the same thing with the Twins. What's going on? You know. Hopefully they yep. get things squared around and, and uh, keep playing good baseball. You play good baseball, you do things right, you got a chance. 
All right, boys. Well, we'll talk to you again next Friday. Actually, I will not be here next Friday. I forgot. Yeah. You're gone? We're going into the 4th of July uh, week, so I get one of my oh. few weeks off. Uh, I will be here. Don't be calling me. <laughs> I'll be calling you something, all right. But I'm... <laughs> the the time, FCC uh, will enjoy sitting, it. enjoy sitting front row at Taylor Swift tonight uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, Brit, Brit. <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Look at that. Like I said. Yeah. Or front a rows? Little... Who's got front rows? Uh, nobody has front row that we know, but I did get a lot of messages asking, Kent, if you were going to be at the T-Swift concert, and I, I'll be looking for you. All righty. Uh, <laughs> Keep looking. Hard. Have fun looking. Be, looking. be looking for a while. You know what I just... did go to her concert before here in town, though. I took my daughter you a did? years ago. Did few you? years ago. You went to the Reputation Tour then. I was there, too. All right. All right. Yeah, I was singing. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, all right. Whatever. I didn't what was know. Your favorite, what was your favorite song on that Reputation uh, tour? Yeah, I can't. What was it? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really have a clue. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I liked her country stuff better. I'm sorry. You're a Swifty, though. Well, you, it sounds like you're a Swifty. You can try to fight it, but you're a Swifty. Well, I have a younger daughter, so she was a Swifty. There you have it. All right, boys. We'll talk to you later on. See you guys. Thanks a lot. See you, kids. Have Hi, a good Ken. weekend. You're the best. Phil Mackey Go and twins. Kent Herbert. Go Twins and take the Vikings with you, <laughs> the as they Vikings always say. Timberwolves, yep. Timberwolves, all of them. Thanks, Kent. All right, guys. See good you. day, sir. Bye-bye. We got to take a break. Be right back. I should mention this, though. Kent Herbeck Sports on the Tom Bernard Morning Show is presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. Find a store near you at killebrewrootbeer.com. I love that stuff. Well, it was good people anyway. It's all I'm saying. They're very good people. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. There's funny thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. At Power Lodge in Miller Marine, their 88-degree sail was hot, but if you miss the boat, we'll have you on the lake before sunset with their hook-and-go special. This throttle therapy just got real. Now through the 4th of July, only bring home your own trend-setting Bennington pontoon with savings up to $40,000 off MSRP. Their showroom is waiting with water-ready pontoons and tri-tunes, huge Independence Day savings on boat, motor, and trailer packages, 
go from floor to shore in the same day with competitive financing options and no money down. Looking for delivery? Just ask their team of experts. They specialize in moving your next party on the water from their place to your place. Over 600 watercraft in stock. Launch into adventure today at Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey and Onamia, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, the world's largest Bennington dealer. This is Tom saying head to PowerLodge.com and get some hook-and-go fun today. Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not included in packages. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Last night, I watched the Twins game for a little bit and then I saw it coming, so I avoided watching the end of the game until I saw a text message from you. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. I don't I, blame you. I got home from a barbecue at a friend's house just in time for the twins to... It was 3-2 when I walked in the door. 3-2 mm-hmm. twins. And, uh, and they puked up another one, Tom. I'm with you. I like your text. I hate this team. I do. I hate this team. I love this team, which leads me to hate this team because they really suck right now. They're terrible. How frustrating, too, though, like is last night where you walk in a couple of runs. Oh, yeah. Again, by the way. Yeah, it's but it's one thing to give up homers and hits. And, yeah, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. But you can't find the strike zone. I know. I just I don't understand it. I will never understand it. I thought this team was going to be a lot better than it is. Their middle relief is dreadfully bad, and their clutch hitting also just sucks. It's terrible. Right now, the uh, Boston Red Sox and Toronto Blue Jays have the same record. They are so technically tied for last place in the American League East. They mm-hmm. would both be in first place yeah. in the American League Central. Yeah, the Twins it should be about eight, nine games back. They really should. I, I just they're in a terrible division. We'll see how it how it. But I, I and it, you know how it pains me to talk about my Twins. Like I love the Minnesota Twins, but that team is terrible. Got a lot of talent. But it's just like, do they have kind of an attitude? I've not been in the clubhouse, so I don't know. Do they have a bit of an attitude? I don't know. Like, ordinarily, it's okay, positive. Um, You know, here's my question, though. It always feels like Rocco is – I I don't feel like he – necessarily does a great job of of acknowledging or embracing the present he always wants to move on you know like last night last night two questions into what the hell is wrong here you know you're not doing this you're not hitting again Mm, right um you're you're so yeah and you're so reliant on the home run 
and Rocco two questions in says, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no use in talking about this still. You know, we we shouldn't be talking about what's coming up or what. It's like that's a bunch of BS, man. It is. So I, I literally I I like watching the guy. I never met him, don't know him at all, but I'm getting to the point that Rocco, you might be the problem. Yeah, I mean, there's that's definitely been talked about. We we talked about it the last couple of years as well. I, yeah. I mean, so in 2019 with the Juice Baseball, they, they of course, at, you know, at that time set the um, single season home run record, right? And then in 2020 with the shortened pandemic season, they won the division. And of course, in Twins fashion, they lost all the playoff games. Right. Uh, but you know, the last the last now two plus years, and I know that they're currently in first place, but they've been a disappointment. They've been, they this have. is disappointing to me. I thought this team was too good to be disappointing. I really did. Because Jack's had a good year last year. This year, he can't find his ass with both hands. Well, and can you please do something about this? Visual. Yeah. Good visual. Good visual. Just like I see you. Ah! Him lost, just like patting himself down. Like, my butt. Like he's looking for a lighter. <laughs> would, would you like bend over to try to do that? <laughs> yeah, I like, guess. What, what, what's hurt. the visual? Like, just grab back. Like, because you can't go like this. No, the actual, so. the actual full saying was he couldn't find his ass with both hands and a road map. That was the that was the full saying. When I, I mean, when you it, add another item into your hands, it does get a little. Yeah, that is oh, true. You're yeah. not you're juggling. Yeah. No, it, you're juggling. Is it just like true. a consistency issue with the twins? Because I feel like at times they look like yeah. they could yep. make a run deep playoff run, and then at other times we're in here and you we have to talk you off the ledge, and they're terrible, and the town sucks. Judd, what do you think? I think it's somewhere in between because they they have shown flashes at times where I think we're pretty positive. But as Tom said, you know, the bullpen, the back end of the bullpen is probably okay. But but again, yeah, last yep. night, Lopez gave up the yep. home run, yep. and he's now starting to struggle. It doesn't help that the that one of the guys that the Twins included in the trade with Baltimore to get Lopez Cano has become yeah. one of the most dominant relievers in baseball in Baltimore. Oh, God. That's usually how it works. Players leave here, <laughs> and then they just go shine. Yeah, and are the Twins true. still notorious for not letting their starters go deep into games? So wouldn't that, if yeah, you know, starters playing well, yeah. let them go a little bit deeper to kind of take some pressure off the bullpen? That's changed a lot. No, they, they actually, that's the problem. They are, Rocco and crew are allowing the starters to go much deeper in, into games. And so the bullpen's not really taxed. That's what's weird about it. Like a year ago, we came up with all types of excuses for the bullpen because we said, well, they're taking out the starters, you know, after four or five. How, how are these guys supposed to compete? They're tired, blah, blah, blah. Well, this year, for the most part, I believe the last time I saw it, the stat is this. The twin starters are a lot are going the deepest into games of any starting staff in baseball. There you Damn. go. So how do you explain? But I mean, yeah. Then you just got to make some changes with the bullpen, don't you? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's time to make some moves because this is getting worse, not better. Yep. I am. I'm not sure about you, but I am just so tired. I was th thinking about this last night as I saw the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team, who have been in existence for six years and are about to make the Stanley Cup for the second time. I am so damn tired of losing and not being included in the fun. Yeah. You know, yep. hockey playoffs come, conference finals right now. Do you know what this town, or or dare I say it, as stupid as it's going to sound like the Wolves, 
do you know how much fun it would be right now to have teams in a conference final just once in a while? Or like with the Twins, Tom, if they get to the playoffs, we've got no faith because they've lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Right, 18 you know? consecutive. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. I, I, I wish we could do something about this. I don't know what the hell to tell you, though. I really don't. I don't either. All right, we better take a break here just just to turn down the heat a little bit. <laughs> I'm a bear of bad news. I feel like I joined the show and I brought I brought it to a screeching halt no, because of I, this depressing Minnesota sports scene. I got so pissed off last. They had that game in their pocket and pissed it away. It, that drives me insane. It does. It drives me crazy. Amen. Well, I have a screen in front of me that shows all five of us on camera. And as I'm looking at the screen, three of the five of us were bobbing our heads to that song. You got a lost girl. You've got to. You've got to, baby. You've got to. You have to. You have to. It's all true. There's no question about it. So, okay, Ixnay with the ins toy. I've had enough of them. God, they're (laughs) pissing me off. (laughs) Does anything get you worked up as the twins right now? No, uh, I have no control of. Let me get what? the list out. Let, yeah. Oh, so, well, I want to hear the list. Nothing I but support. Scott for sure. Nothing but support. That's all I know. Yo, you're right. What? Only thing that gets your heart rate up is twins. She says as she eye rolls. What else gets my heart rate up? You don't know what you're talking about. So there you go, right there. I've seen people actually do that for real. They're being criticized for something. They go, stop criticizing me. I don't lose my... Let's I know. Settle down, for Christ's sake. I just think we have oh, to God. have a new narrative during a fight where they say, calm down, and you're only... And I've done oh, this as well. Man. I am calm! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, in in a spousal exchange oh, like that, the worst I found, the worst thing that you could possibly say is... You need to calm down. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't want to say that. I know. Never ended well for Judd. No, you might as well just grab your blanket and your pillow and go lay on the couch like that. It's just funny because, like, even when I, if I just accept it and go and you, somebody says, you need to calm down or calm down, I, the answer should just be, no, no, I don't. But instead, you just want to, like, completely hit the opposite as you're screaming. So I don't know. There's no winning. I have a question for you. Is there a, is there a tell at your house? Because we have a tell at my house. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. 
Mike has an amazing offer for my listeners on his Giza Elegance My Pillows. You'll receive a Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as $19.98. Regular price is $69.98. This My Pillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products such as My Pillow towels, mattress toppers, My Slippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as 1998 and use promo code TOM. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we do need it. You know that. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his Giza Elegance MyPillow. That is MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective, science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. When I get off, a little off base with yeah. the, with Turtle Dove. What is she? Oh yeah, let's hear it. She literally stares at me. I, I have seen that go down <laughs> and it yes, is amazing have. she just stares at me it's like and it's like there's upstairs? a little like she's got like a little like open mouth like oh yeah you know like oh, uh, yeah. really? there it is right there and it, it just kind of we all just act we just go what are we doing tom you better act right right i would be terrified of Catherine <laughs> to see oh, her angry believe like, me you don't want to see her not. angry it's not the pretty sight there's no question well she's a bohunk for christ's sake she's a oh. gypsy a bohunk? Uh, bohemian. Oh, okay. Bohunk. Sure. That... I did. I always thought that meant like strong guy, bohunk. Like, yeah, like a, a bow hunter. hunter. Yeah. Like, like a, bo- a boy, like a boy hunk. hunk. Yeah. Like something about it. I thought was like a bohunk, like a big, strong. It sounds like what you would call like Jason Momoa. Yeah. He's a bohunk. Yeah. He would always say he was a bohunk. I'd, I'd go. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then go. <laughs> you know what I loved about that so much? When her mother, Betty, got angry. She'd start speaking that uh, bohunk language. The bohe- she'd start mm-hmm. speaking Bohemian. Honest to God, it was like, what, 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 are you talking backwards? <laughs> That's so <laughs> what funny. What the hell language is that? <laughs> what, yet, what, that's, what, 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 like, what the hell? <laughs> are you talking What the hell backwards? language is that? Doesn't it sound like you're talking backwards? It sounds like, you know, when they'd be like, if you play this record in reverse, right, the Beatles, right, it's the Satan yep. worship, and you go, Paul's dead. John said, Paul, I buried Paul. I buried Paul. That's exactly right. My God, I missed that band. Son of a bitch. That's all I have to say. Now, I didn't watch the, uh, was was it the um, Disney streaming platform that that did the massive documentary on Let It Be, right? Yeah. They basically went back and found all that. I've got to see that at some point because it sounded fantastic. 
It is one of the most amazing things that ever happened, and it just happened when I was 11 years old, so I was very, very lucky that the Beatles broke when I was either 10 or 11, some, somewhere in there. So I've had the Beatles my entire adult life, and, you know, all of my teen years and my adult life. It's just been, what a gift that's been, you know? Uh, a good friend of mine, Dean Del Rey, who is uh, Bill Burr's opener. I don't oh, know if you've sure. ever seen mm-hmm. Bill. He's great, but Dean is his opener. He does this bit about that Beatles documentary. And he says, you know, I want to go back to a time when you could argue like the Beatles. <laughs> because in that yeah. documentary, yeah. Paul McCartney looks over at, uh, at George and goes, you're not playing the song right. I know. And George goes, well, how do you want me to play it? And he goes, I don't know. And George's response is, <laughs> Well, maybe I'll just quit the band. And then he just quit. Like, that was the end of it. That's how people argued back in the day. It wasn't like, you douche canoe, you suck, your mom's fat. Like, none of that stuff. It was like, okay, we have differences. I guess I'll just move on with my life. Hey, man, no mamas. Right? Yeah. No No, no no mamas. mamas. No mamas. Yeah. Yeah, Calling Paul, somebody's mother shit. fat to get you killed, man. There's no doubt about that. I know, but is she fat? I'm just Well, saying, yeah, that's the problem, is, you know. Yeah. Just stating facts. <laughs> Well, Paul's mom died when Paul was like, what, 12? So he he probably wouldn't have t- taken that that well. But I guess Paul was a massive pain in the ass as well. So. That's what I hear, yeah. I talked to him one time. I was supposed to interview him, and it found out I, I found out I had to pick Andy up from school, so I canceled the interview. And I guess Paul did not take it well, the fact that I'd rather pick my son up from school and take him home safely than talk to him. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably used to being just worshipped as oh, a, yeah. oh, we'll work around your schedule, and then he's like, who the F is this guy? And long-term-wise, you made a mistake, because you obviously could have had a closer relationship with Paul than... I don't know. I didn't make a mistake. I'm, I'm just, just saying teasing. he made a mistake. <laughs> I'm just joking, saying, of look, course your priorities were You could have picked right Andy spot. up from school any day of the week. Yeah, come on, Let me put it Tom. this way, Paul. I adore you, but not as much as my son, so sorry, you're in second place today. Just how it is. Being second yeah. to Andy is not a bad place to be. No, I'd be no, pumped no. to be in second to Jude in your life. Judy. So. That's a hell of a story for Andy to tell. Like, yeah, my dad blew off the Beatles for... I, I, I hope, <laughs> I hope Andy hears me. this and just loses his mind. He's like, what the hell are you I doing? Know. Oh, Why would you do that? You could have hung out with McCartney? Christ, he's not Ringo. He's Paul. Listen, I, I can oh, go I sit in the Ringo. cafeteria for a little bit. <laughs> that Ringo story still one of my favorites. Talking to Ringo over at the queue. The line went dead. He was in London. We were, of course, in Minneapolis. Line went dead. Calls back on the request line. (laughs) Isn't that No. That's so cool. Ringo, call back on the request line. I will never forget. I will never work that hard to get back in touch with people. (laughs) Ever. And I am by, I should, because I am no Ringo, um, but I would never. I don't know if this story was debunked, but while Paul McCartney and John Lennon were being interviewed one time, uh, the reporter goes, what do you guys say to the reports that Ringo Starr is the best drummer in the world? And they looked at each other, and Paul McCartney said, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, yeah. Because he thought he was. so funny. Yeah, Paul thought he was the best drummer in the Beatles. (laughs) That's That's so funny. Paul is one hell of a talent. There's no doubt about that. You can't take it. Well, for any of the four of them. Mm -hmm. What a perfect band that was, but. Lots of fun growing up with them constantly on the radio, I'll tell you that. Just seeing, like, the whole thing, because back then, obviously, it was before social media, and seeing, like, just the waves of people anytime they went anywhere is just remarkable. Could you imagine if they had social media at that time as well? Like, it would have been unlike anything we've ever seen. It's so funny, because when when the Beatles played Met Stadium back in the old day, 1965, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. my son-in-law, Dan's father, was one of the security people. In, uh, at that show 
And you know how they got them out of the stadium? Because they had surrounded the stadium with people, mm-hmm. so they couldn't get out, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. They rolled in uh, like 10 big laundry baskets. They put a beetle in every other one and covered them up with towels. So they just rolled them right past the people. And people had no idea the Beatles were in the... Wow. Were in the that how insane. great is that? That's huh? so crazy. Think about asking them, though. Like, you, you come up with that plan, and, and you're like, John, Paul, George. <laughs> Hear me out. Rico, here's, here's how we're going to get you out. Like, would Taylor Swift now... On her <laughs> well, that's what's out. so funny. Hey, Tay, Tay, we're going to put you in a laundry basket. Right, we're going to put some right. towels on you. Yeah, we're going to go right past all of these people, and it's going to be yep. great. And it makes a great story if it works, but if it one is. of them pokes their head yeah. out, <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's, we prob- it's over for everybody. That would that's not have been so, good. No. So that's funny you say that uh, about Taylor Swift, because I guess... Uh, uh, there's all these theories about how she's getting in the building, and a lot of them um, they see a security guard walking with like a big box that looks like it's just like set. That'll do. And it. they're claiming that I, we think that that's how she's getting in the building because she's having so much trouble with. I'm uh, sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I went to heaven. I, the idea, the risk that you're taking that someone's like, <laughs> hey, right. did that towel move? Yep. Ah! Yeah, because if the towel moved, you're screwed. Oh, and because yeah. also right. the it. People have like stolen lesser things. They're like, oh, totally. that might be a to- towel that the Beatles touched. Let me grab that. And now I look yep. under it and, oh, look at this. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. I'm that holding Paul McCartney's hand. <laughs> I used to have a piece of Beatle memorabilia, but I don't know whatever happened to it. I can't even remember what it was either. It was something. Because obviously you treasured it very mm-hmm. much. I'm not, I'm not a big collector. I'm I not either. I don't collect a lot. A lot no. of people love collecting. I got my a grant over at my talk. I always give him a hard time because that guy's got rooms and rooms of like, Collect, you know, memorabilia, and sometimes I go, you know, that's just like junk somebody's gonna go through at some point in your life, and he just loves all the little things, and he's such a nice guy, so it's fun to like poke at him. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, he's like, I kept that, and then I kept this, and don't worry, I'm like, you're a hoarder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But then you hear stories like that, and there's, like, one random piece of memorabilia that's worth, like, $2 million. It's yeah. always thing, like yeah. gamblers, though. You don't hear about all the losses. That's true. The only that's the true. one time they yeah. went big and that's they made true. 40 bucks off something. Right. That is very, very true. No question about it. So we've avoided talking about the Inns Tway. We talked about the Beatles, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Made everybody much happier. So, Tom, I, I got a question for, for you going back to the Beatles topic, though. How cool, because I've always thought to myself that despite the turbulence at the times, one of the coolest decades to grow up in, as you did, would have been the 60s. Oh, God, yeah. The 60s, yeah. I mean, it seemed like I, there was a lot that probably was not fun. But between what you just said, pop culture, rock and roll really starting. Um, mm-hmm. Sports were sports were very different in the fact that I think that they were more accessible. Um, I'm just curious what what that was like because the 70s I could probably pass on and I recall the end of them but the 60s seemed like they would have been great until 67 yes mm-hmm. 1967 my neighborhood burned to the ground or was that 69 I think the first fires were set oh, in 67 that's right. okay. but I think they burned North Minneapolis to the ground and I think that was 68 or 69 something like that because that used to be all businesses up and down Plymouth Avenue where all that where all those houses the the, the uh what do they call it? Like they're kind of like townhouses, but they're all gathered together. Those mm-hmm. used to be all businesses. There were there were, you know, drug stores and grocery stores and men's clothing stores, and there was a car dealership on Plymouth. They burned the whole thing right to the ground. Something happened. 
Like, what, um, was there just yeah. random? Once Martin Luther King was assassinated, oh, okay. it changed everything. Which, you know, uh, it, Martin Luther King would not have wanted that. That's the thing that amazed me about it. But it just, yeah, it, it, the early 60s, because I got the Minnesota Twins in 1961 when I was nine years old, uh, and then you roll through with all the, the, the rolling stuff. The music world was brilliant. I really admired Martin Luther King Jr. I thought he was wonderful. So when I found out he had been murdered, uh, that was very tough. But then, yeah, 67, 68, 69 was not pleasant, I will tell you that. Oh, that's why I tested out of high school early, too, one of the reasons. I tested out of high school in 67 because I didn't want to go back to high school anymore. Plus the fact really? they were teaching the same things I already learned four years earlier. You know? Wow. So you, you tested out at, at uh, what age? 16. Oh, my God. Wow. It was not a tough test. Let me put it that <laughs> yeah. way. I guarantee you. Sign here. Don't make it sound like I, I solved all the problems in the world. Well, no, I, I know two plus two. I got that. Yeah, my buddy Joe is a big dum-dumb in school, but he's very good mechanically. So finally, oh, sure. when he was like, had just turned 16, his mom was like, this is stupid. Let's just get you. They signed yeah. him out of high school, and he went yep. over to the tech school. And, and tw- you know, two and a half years later, he was making $50,000 a year working on big rigs out in the mines. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's it does happen to certain people. And it, it was just, and I think it was very easy to do because it was such an unsettled time. It mm-hmm. was lots of violence, a lot fires everywhere. It was just odd. I mean, it was a, it was a very weird, and then I, I believe it was either 67, 68, also a tornado hit North Minneapolis. That was wonderful. Oh, that's like, not great. What a great time to be alive. <laughs> My God. Well, there was another one that ripped through there. That was like mid-2000s, yeah. right? 2008 yep. or nine or something right like that? Right down yeah. Plymouth Avenue. Mm. Yeah. I remember those houses. A lot of them got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, You know, look, I loved growing up in North Minneapolis. I, I, I know I talk about it all the time, but it's because I loved it so much. It was, And I just would love to hear... How it is that all of us in North Minneapolis got along as well as we did? Yes, there were murders and things like that because it was a very poor community. But the people themselves, the Jews, the black people, and the Catholics, we got along great. I don't know when the hell this other stuff all happened in your neighborhoods, but, you know, her fault. I was going to say my cul-de-sac has really screwed things up, and your we're working on it. a disaster. We are. would like to take accountability for the mistakes we've You should. Made. There's no question. Oh, God, Judd, you got to go. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's Wednesday. Keep in mind. Well, oh, that's Wednesday. right. It's Wednesday. You get to stay till oh, 40. Yeah, yeah I, I get to stay. Exactly right. Honest to God. Because we got, oh, you know what we should do in any case. This huh. is great. Because Brad Blanks is going to be on. You ever talk, You ever been on the air with Brad Blanks? I don't think so, no. Oh, oh it's, it's wonderful. And I saw the uh, video uh-huh. of him in Adam Sandler. Isn't what, that phenomenal? 10 out of 10. It's the look great. on his face of like, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. He just, you know the story, just Judd? walked up. No. Uh, Brad Blanks has been my Hollywood reporter for, God, 20 years now. Yeah, at least. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad is an Australian boy, and he's six foot six. He's a very tall, very broad-shouldered guy. Do yourself a favor. While we're still on, while you're still on the show, go on your computer and watch Brad Blanks and uh, it was Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler. Watch that video. It's only a few minutes long. But okay. when Jennifer Aniston, because Brad's on his knees interviewing them, and she says, why don't you just stand up 
and he stands up, and the sound that Adam Sandler makes, because he's at least a foot taller than Adam Sandler. And he, because he tries to also like explain, like, no, I'm not going to stand up. Right. Like, here's yeah. why. And then they're like, no, 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 just I will stand up. And, the right. sun. and then a shadow is just cast upon everybody, and, and Adam Sandler freaks Jennifer out. looks terrified, and Adam just goes, like, this, like, just completely, like, ah! Oh! It was so. And then there's like this big uh, umbrella y kind of tiki hut like thing over him. He goes, Why don't you put on your hat? (laughs) Put your hat on and get out of here. Yeah, it was so. Oh, Judd, you got to see the video. It it broke worldwide after we brought it up, Mm -hmm. apparently. Worldwide, it blew up. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I've seen that, you know, years ago because it's not that new. But then all of a sudden, it showed up on my For You page under like another news source yeah like they had uh credited him and given him whatever yeah and yep. and bought the rights to or you know bought, bought where they I, I go that's how you know it's blowing up it was showed up on another source do you guys ever been through that where somebody you meet somebody and they stand up and it's like holy christ i didn't realize chris eggert was as tall as he was until the day he came in he that was like the first six, time four, I, yeah. I was like whoa Tallest guy I ever met was, I can't remember what I, I was in Chicago, but I don't remember where I was. But he was, uh, I believe he was an NBA player. I, that's what they told me anyway. But I'm talking to this guy because he's a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm standing there, and at the time, I'm because I lost like an inch of height. I'm six feet tall now instead of six one like I used to be. But I'm standing there, six foot one, and I'm, yeah, so what do you think of this? And he stands up seven foot four. Jeez. He made oh me God. look like one of the lollipop guild, for Christ's sake. You said, we represent Brad, the lollipop? We're, we're, talking, nice. we're, singing. we're talking about your famous uh, famous video <laughs> that you're in. Yes. Uh, Tom, it's been a while, what, four weeks since that crazy video. Crazy. Like, that thing just blew went, up again. It went, went viral again last week. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Judd, you got to watch it while Brad's I got to watch this, yeah. You got to watch. So what, I, what would he look up, Brad, on his computer? Uh, if you, yeah, if, uh, go to my Instagram. Uh, I'll, find, Brad I'll send it to him. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to send it to him? Even better. Yeah. And I had this lovely woman come up to me. Like on red carpets now, people look at me strangely. strangely. You know, my place of work where I stand there with all the other you know, goofballs there waiting for an interview. Um yeah, this one lovely red carpet reporter, young lady, came up to me and she goes, oh, my goodness, you were just so polite in that interview to Jennifer Aniston. You know, because, <laughs> and I went, what do you mean? She goes, well, you were really polite. Like, you didn't want to get in the way of anyone else's camera. Yeah. And I went, oh, yep. oh well, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. Yeah, for being polite. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad compliment for being polite, but... uh. Yeah, it's one of those weird moments, Tom. And you picked it early, back uh, 11 years ago when it happened. You know, uh, and then, um, I loved and then it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it, it, it took 11 years for something to go viral. Who would have thought, hey? And, you know, it, like, and, uh, and it just yeah, happened that we were talking about it on this show like two months ago. And then the thing right. just blew up around the world. Like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we, yeah, you get to see a big idiot like myself stand up in front of... Um, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, and yeah, what a moment. Oh, but no. It's good. One, one thing for Judd, you should turn the volume up. You got to hear what they're saying to, to okay. watch it without volume. You got to watch the whole thing with volume because okay. Adam Sandler almost has a heart attack. Yeah, you almost kill Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been a story. Yeah, Brad Blanks it's kills like, Adam Sandler. 
<laughs> well, it's, a, it's like uh, it's, we, we've, we're analyzing it like the Zapruder film now. Like, I know, moment, right? <laughs> yeah. What are the like, major themes we're true. seeing in this uh, video? Yes. Yeah, I, well, the thing, you know, it, the thing was, when I was crouching on the ground, when I was on, on my knees, I'd actually done a few interviews in the lead up to that interview where there was a media scrum and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything good. So I may as well get on my knees and see what happens. And I did it. <laughs> I did it like a, I reckon a few months earlier to Oliver Stone at the yeah you know, when they did that next uh, Wall Street movie. You had Shia LaBeouf in it and uh, Michael Douglas. Anyway, I got on my knees there, and I think I was interviewing Oliver Stone's crutch. And I thought this would be pretty funny if people could actually see me interviewing Oliver Stone's, you know, groinal region. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was laughing to myself. <laughs> Not very good radio, obviously. Um, but I, uh, I thought, oh, I've got something here on my knees, uh, you know, doing interviews. And that's when I was on my knees with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler up there. And I thought, if she bites at this, I've got something funny. Something oh, yeah. funny's going to oh, happen. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and so I'm sitting there like, please bite. And, and she bit. Like, and it's very rare for a celebrity to talk to someone else as a human. You know, right, like in that, right. In that environment. And she said, what are you doing down there? What are you doing? Stand up. Stand up. And I remember I got a little smile on my face and I said, here we go, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> So, time to shine. Here we go. Yeah, time to shine. Yeah, I, I, I talk to myself a lot, Brittany. Yeah, I talk to myself I love, a lot. Yeah. I love that your narrative in your head is big boy. Yeah, right? I have the and I still remember the narrative 11 years later. And, and you know, because we're in this radio business, you want bits to work. And, yeah. And, you, and the best thing about a bit is this doesn't look like a bit. It, it's no. everything. No. God no. But it's yeah, and and I I said well I'm gonna st- when I stand up here I'm gonna get on my tippy toes and when I rise I'm gonna rise like those black and white Dracula movies that uh, my grandparents maybe watched when I was a little boy and I rose <laughs> like Dracula. I, you and did. I remember the feeling I, do remember. I had. It was very consistent rise and I got to about <laughs> seven foot, you know, and that's where the fear kicked in and. Um, I got big shoulders anyway, Wonderful. and I was, you know, I was, I'm a bit chubby, and it just scared the shit out of. Uh, um, <laughs> it did it? Did you watch it, Jen? I I just started it, but I I have not. I I will watch it though as soon as we get done. So and, and Brett, oh god, it's Brett, because obviously you still are a Hollywood reporter, and I'm sure you've come across those two. <laughs> Do they still like remember you and like have a laugh or say anything to you? No, or not really, they, they don't. don't? Yeah, it's, oh yeah, no, no. Look, I don't know now if like like if 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 you're in a, if, if no matter how famous you are, if you're in a viral video that's got about 15 million views, you'd think your publisher would go. Wow, this is blowing up. When did this happen? Yeah. Show Adam yep. or show Jennifer. So maybe next time. But I actually, I, 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 Tom, I'll tell you what, next time I'm on with you, I'll, I'll play some audio where I actually showed Jennifer Aniston this bit. And, um, it, and she didn't really pick up on what was going on. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and, it, and, it, and it was around, um, what's the Apple show that they have? You know, the, the, the one that's based uh, on the Today Show. Oh Steve yeah, the morning, morning show. The morning, the morning show. show. There you go. Yeah, and it was for the junket of that, and there was that was a big. The junket was a bit controversial because they they re, they released the, the day of that junket. I think Matt Lauer, um, a book came out against Matt Lauer like the week before, so everyone was a little bit you know fractious. So oh, sure. they weren't 
they weren't real good when I'm, I'm sitting there trying to be goofy and they've got a TV show about, you know, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace and here's this big idiot coming in going, hey, Jen, oh, can you remember when I scared you? you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, and I love how you call me Hollywood reporter. Yes, I interview Hollywood people, but I'm no reporter and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to have a pub chat with these uh, famous people because I – you know, secretly love them. You know, that's sort of my thing. So, you know, uh, not much journalistic integrity here. Oh, don't right, sell Tom? yourself short. <laughs> well, exactly. Come on, what big boy. Uh, Judd, what big time, boy. <laughs> Judd, what time do you have to go? Do you, what time do you have right to go? Right now, actually. Oh, you yeah. do? Okay, I wanted to make yep. sure. We'll take a break. But, but Judd, uh, you got you to gotta come back on whenever, as soon as you possibly can and tell us what you thought of that video. Because okay. it's phenomenal. I right. definitely will. Okay, Pally. I definitely will. Take care. Thanks a lot, you too. We'll See you, Brad. Care. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Very quick break. Be right back. The Brad Blanks Report is up <laughs> next. <laughs> 